0: Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. I hope everything is going amazing in your world. Things are going great here in LA. I just turned 45 and I'm really excited about it. Love getting older. Every year gets better. And my boyfriend got me a Japanese toilet for my birthday, really cementing his status as the best boyfriend ever. Could do a whole episode about how wonderful the Japanese toilet is, but I will spare you. The, I do recommend that you Google it and find out just how wonderful they are if you're not familiar. And I'm very excited in this celebratory mood that I'm in to introduce to you Jesse Mae Wolf. And for those of you who are not familiar with Jesse Mae, She is a very radiant, bright light. She's a person who I met a few months ago here in LA. And I was like, wow, I need to have this woman in my life. I need to talk to her more. I need more Jessie May." Jessie May is the founder of the Heart Rise Method, which is an active meditation, which she's gonna explain to you how it works and walk you through it. And it's a really powerful experience. She empowers teams of creatives, entrepreneurs, and executives around the world using her Heart Rise Method. Over the last decade, she actively HeartRise and cities globally, sharing the method with educational organizations and leading edge companies, foundations, and communities. Each program powerfully results in increased emotional intelligence, strategic problem solving, corporate communication, and leadership development. From wellness to tech, travel, advertising, real estate, nonprofits, and education, HeartRise disrupts company culture, offering a fresh take on heart powered leadership. I'm really excited for you to hear from Jessie May and learn about your heart wisdom and how she can help. Help you to access that so you can lead a more fulfilled and connected life so without further ado please enjoy my conversation with Jesse Maywolf Jesse maywolf welcome to the podcast thank you for having me in your lovely home <laughs> it's such a pleasure i'm so excited to be here and your beautiful dog is such yeah. a bonus <laughs> jesse may tell my listeners about heart rise i got to experience it live and in person and it was amazing but please explain how do you describe what yeah, it is that you
1: do? Beautiful. Thank you for asking. And I love that you did get to experience it live because so much of it is live and, and experiential. And really, in essence, heart rise is a is a method. So it's a practice that helps you plug into the innate power of your heart, the vibrational wisdom of your heart. Because we all have this innate knowing, this intuitive wisdom, this access to something greater. And we know it inherently, and yet when the you know who the busy kicks in and and especially now in this continuous sort of constant distracted environment that we live in where everything is tugging at our attention. So challenging (laughs) the 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 everything yeah Yeah. and Mm -hmm. what I really you know and it's really my life's work. So it's been my life's dedicated work to educate people around the wisdom of the human heart. And this is a method that helps you plug into the intelligence of the heart in a way that feels good, that feels true, that anchors you that gives a sense of direction and purpose. And so I deliver it through audio because sound is vibration. And this is why things like sound baths and music and all of that, it resonates for a reason. It totally does. Right. We feel it. You can feel the vibes, vibes are vibration. Yeah. I
0: I facilitate sound baths. I just gave myself one yesterday.
1: (laughs) There you go. That's right. And and our voice is a vehicle. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what I became very clear about was that so much of the work I was doing with my voice was very effective as a coach and a healer for many, many years. And I've also been an entrepreneur. Yeah.
0: Tell me about like, I mean, you developed your own form of meditation. It's like a really big deal.
1: (laughs) It's pretty awesome. And you know, and it's so interesting and this may come across depending on, you know, who's listening, but it might seem a little woo woo, but it really is something that evolved through me based on all of my life experience. So I have studied so many different modalities. I've worked in many different industries. I'm an entrepreneur at heart, so I've had many different um, chapters of my life and and journeys and businesses, and all of that sort of rolled into what has now emerged and birthed as HeartRise. So I would say I was always curious by nature, always an entrepreneurial spirit. My dad was very much an entrepreneur, so I really grew up with that kind of like go, you know, he used to say, take the bull by the horns, you know, go get it. (laughs) And I definitely had that sort of very strong curiosity and, and a real desire to understand the human condition. So that was always a driving force and that took shape in different ways and there was also a a real creative aspect to my work my life's journey as well. So the two really converged in what can sort of share so many of the other chapters, but everything from working in marketing and design and creative and worked in art publishing, living in London for years. I'm from Montreal. I mean, I've traveled extensively. I've had different businesses. I've supported and consulted in different industries. I had my own collection clothing line for many years. And then when I really hit a, you know, sort of 2008 is when things really shifted and I got more into this particular space around innovation, thought leadership, wellness, coaching, that kind of space where like moving the needle, because yeah. I was aware there was something bigger happening. You were ahead of the curve there. <laughs> yeah, I really, you know, and, and even the concept of coaching excited me because it was something I did so naturally being the eldest of four and always being someone who mentored and people were just drawn to for that kind of guidance and insights. And I knew intuitively, but hadn't quite cracked the code on was that something else was speaking and moving through me and that there was this other guiding sort of source that we all we all have access to. And that's what's so exciting is so it, it sort of continued to propel my curiosity. I listened, to, and I would say for anyone listening, to pay attention to what drives you what keeps you curious totally, and and yeah. to tune into that because so often we get into the should which mm-hmm. is more of a head trip and more of like what what's everybody else doing right and that notion that comparison is the thief of joy and we can really be so caught up when we're busy with looking at what you know and especially now with
0: inundated with the constant news feed and yeah. the noise and, and the- social media and looking at everyone else's life That's and right. feeling that pressure of That's what right. your life should look like That's and right. yeah
1: and so yeah. instead being driven by what like us up Mm -hmm. and that i like to call it heart power that heart fuego (laughs) that juicy aliveness that we all have that creative energy that wisdom when we listen to that and when i look back on my life and i really explore the different chapters and how they all you know at maybe different segments when i was in them may not have made sense to the bigger piece that has now emerged as heart rise but now it's so clear that each chapter was necessary part of the code that then became what has now emerged as HeartRise. So the method came through very clearly when I got into the kind of coaching the space over working with people in groups for years, doing the coaching work and noticing that so much of the thought leadership and the coaching and business strategy and consulting and all the things I love, that entrepreneurial spirit, when it was just coming from a heady place, didn't matter how grand the idea was, how visionary the concept was, the project, the business, whatever the launch was, whatever the kind of next best thing was, if there was an emotion Block and where there was like the heart kind of blockage, there was something happening there, and I was very cognizant of it. And so, through my deeper work into working into like understanding emotional intelligence and through my own journey with it and Mm -hmm. working with others, but also studying different modalities, and I really explored everything from east to west. I got trained in different modalities, but it's more than even that because all of that helped. But what I came to understand was that there was something even simpler and greater than all the different things that I had studied, and it was. Something that was available to me and to everyone that I was in the presence of or working with, and yeah. that we all have this innate capacity to attune to a different intelligence, but no one's taught us how. Yes. You yes. know, and it's mm. like we hear the answers live within, but nobody's showing us how to get there. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. this was like I it's just like I felt like I cracked the code. One day when I was jogging and I, I used to do these jogs on the beach for years when I moved to Venice, and I would get these to sound again a little, you know, it's definitely a little new age kind of West Coast <laughs> to say this, but I would get these downloads and it's real. I would be running and I would get these insights that would come through and when we're open and we're available.
0: Yeah, that's they, when you can receive them.
1: That's right. Mm-hmm. And and I would go and I would literally go freehand, freestyle, barefoot, like when the tide was low and I would go jog and I would just always get really attuned to something greater. And every time I would come back, I would you know, write my heart out because things would come through. And I had been deeply working in the field of coaching and groups and and entrepreneurship. And it was very clear what was happening. And it was this four-step method that is now HeartRise that I've sort of really streamlined. And it's a code essentially that helps you access this inherent wisdom that we all have and anyone can practice it and it helps you to recalibrate it's practical it's Mm -hmm. accessible kiddos can do it 80 year olds we have you know one of my older clients is in his 80s like we you know we say people can't change I don't buy that that's the the head trip notion this busy-minded overthinking program mindset that is not yeah, true yeah
0: it's bullshit it's bullshit <laughs> well I love so much of what you said mm. I mean everything from following that curiosity yeah. because I think so many people get stuck in you know like that shooting all over themselves that's like bad. I was stuck there for a very long time in the like, I don't know what to do with my life and what am I meant to do and what's my path and what's my purpose and da, da, da. And it took me years and years Mm. to just say like, just go with the thing that you're the most curious about. And for me, it was love. And for me that led to coaching and that, you know, so it was this whole process, but similar to you, I saw as a coach working with so many people, you know, people are so in their heads and it's like, we're talking about bringing romantic love into your life and creating intimacy and connection and relationships. And especially because I work mostly with professional women and a lot of them have been so driven and, you know, everything is like mental and intellectual and do and do and achieve and achieve and so many of them are just so out of touch with just what how they felt, you know, like just on a really basic level. Mm. And I was like, we can go through all the motions in the world, but if you can't connect to that deeper heart, like, you know, like that wisdom that you know. And I loved when I when I went to your meditation and you started talking about the wisdom of the heart. I was like, yes.
1: do it and I love you know and I love so much what you're saying because it's so true that you know I've seen this too with the rise of you know women really sort of taking ownership of their power and their presence and yet so much of what's happened is it's been done from a really masculine paradigm where yep. we see all this girl boss and I'm all about a good girl boss but we don't have to do it in the way that the masculine has done it right. for all these generations because clearly we can see how undone the planet is and it's not working It's not working. is not working <laughs> it's not to say to dismiss that because it's powerful and we need both but like you said with all the doing and the going and this fast track kind of approach and this rushing and this frenetic pace you know this grind which Mm -hmm. I don't buy into it's not about that it's that there's a different intelligence there's a power source inside and when you cultivate that like you said with the love and the relational piece and you get in touch with that yeah. truth within so powerful. It changes everything. It really does. Yeah. And and for those listeners who really love your intellect or your ego or you're used to that sort of the doing and the going and the having and all that, it's a reorientation. So I always love to preface this that it's not about dismissing the intellect, but it's more of a reorientation from head to heart where the head bows to the heart's wisdom mm. so that you're not so you can still get all the good stuff, all the good information, but it's not the busy, the should show, the cray cray yeah. running the show. Yeah. It's the heart. Power leading, and then you have access to this brilliance oh, really. instead. So it's a,
0: a juicier way of framing it yeah. and, and leading. I resonate with so much that of what you said and the reason that I started facilitating sound baths was for the same reason because some people they need to have that physical visceral experience yes. in order to connect to that deeper that's part right. and to connect to that heart because it's the only that's way they right. can get out of their heads
1: that's exactly right and that's why what became so clear to me and a little shout out to my previous rescue Coco who was a big indicator for me because I would do these private coaching sessions and it was my voice when I would drop in and I would guide them through and I was doing breath work and I was just plugging them in and connecting them and sort of early heart rides, if you will. And I was noticing the effect it was having on not only my clients, but literally my dog who my previous mm-hmm. dog, this one, I feel like Coco sent my little Luna Bear because she's so Zen and Coco was a little more of a wild dog. She was amazing, but she had a lot more energy. And when she would hear me in these sessions and again, back to the sound and hear my voice and hear me drop in, there was something vibrationally where it almost was like she'd get like, sedated and opened mm. up in a way that it was like transformative. And it was so powerful. <laughs> the guy I was seeing at the time was like, you need to post this on YouTube. This is going to go viral because you'd watch this like wild, frenetic, sort of socially anxious dog go from like pretty hyper to like won't won't won't. Like yeah. it looked as if She'd like, like a something. trance yeah totally <laughs> that's and so it's cool. because of the sound and the vibration because yeah. we as you say it's you know that sort of
0: physiological like something happens when we attune well, your brain actually right. goes into those different states that's so right. yeah that's so powerful that's- so for people who haven't yet experienced heart rise yeah. <laughs> So it's an active meditation. It is an active meditation. And explain what that means. Yes. And, yeah. Because yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think most people, when they think meditation, they think you're supposed to sit, sit in silence and try to clear your mind and not think of anything. Totally. And, and, which is impossible. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so then we were like, this doesn't work. Uh, not I, so much. I can't do it. You know, I my mind's going a million miles an totally. hour. So <laughs> Totally. No, it's
1: so true. I mean, yeah. I was one of those people, FYI, just for anyone listening. You know, I liked in theory the, the concept of meditation, but, you know, I'd sit quiet for a moment or try and sort of watch the thoughts as passing clouds and I was like okay this works for 30 seconds and then it's off to the races again yeah. and then the firing squad is back right, in the, the to-do main. list non-stop right? <laughs> how long so,
0: have I been sitting exactly. here exactly
1: <laughs> and even if we're sitting for tw- you know and I have so many people and clients even and people who attend HeartRise now who have you know really gotten on board because they would actually they were practicing quote-unquote and you see this where they'll think they're meditating but if you're just sitting and you're still like you said running through the to-do which is very often how people meditate so they're still active in that brain so the method teaches. Teaches you instead how to really connect with that emotional intelligence with that heart wisdom? So it's there's four steps to it, and essentially it helps to get you out of your head trip and into your heart power. It's very
0: much about,
1: and I'm Canadian, I know whenever I say about,
0: they're like, There it is. You know what? I'm from the Bronx, and right. I think I say about uh, like that too. So the first step is as
1: with any meditation, we want to be an observer, we want to be aware, and that's what most people are prompted to do. And I'm I i'm a big advocate for all meditation too just for the record i just heart rise it plays well with others too so if you do have an active (laughs) practice that works for you you can totally bring heart rise in and it really supports that but with all styles of meditation it's about the witnessing and the being able to take a step back and not necessarily buy the hype aka the noisy brain and all the the non-stop chatter we want to sort of take a step and and see that we can be aware of what we're thinking and so that sort of cultivating awareness is the first powerful step and with heart rise we talk about it with heart vision i I see. So what we're actually doing is we're training the brain and the body and the being essentially to redirect our attention, which is our gold, our secret sauce, right? Yeah. Where attention goes, energy flows. So mm-hmm. we're redirecting our attention to the heart center. So that's where it's an active meditation because we're actually repurposing where you focus. Mm-hmm. So you're bringing your attention. So with heart vision, I see you're bringing and you, and we use our hands to engage because it helps physiologically too, sort of prompting that breath and that attention to yep. be heart-centered. And you can take this through, and we recommend two cycles traditionally, but you can use it in different ways. But let's use an example of something that might be stressing you out. And this is where it's active. So it could be a trigger, or when we bring this into corporate, because we work a lot with com- you know companies yeah, and yeah. in corporate culture, conflict resolution, and in any relationship for that matter, if we're dealing with stress. So you would take that as an example, so you can use it practically speaking. So you've got your trigger, let's say that one person that really stresses you out, and you bring that situation or that person, that scenario, to that awareness. So the first step would be with heart vision. I see that's your first step and you're working with your breath and I'm just sharing it sort of in brief here, but we work with breath and you really tune in the second step. And this is really an important step is the feeling part, because one of the reasons I've seen most other meditations can be challenging for many people, especially the busy minded is that there's still so much that we're holding in our bodies Mm and our hearts and our being Mm -hmm. that it makes it virtually impossible to just quiet the mind, to turn it off. If we are still holding all this, Toxicity,
0: all this emotional—it can be so hard to know what you're feeling in any given moment, (laughs) which which seems crazy, like, but it's true. It's true because it's
1: frenetic. No one's taught us how, Mm -hmm. you know. More often than not, people are either guarding their heart, so blocking what they're feeling, or they're overly emo you know, it's one right, or the other. Right, they're too right. enrolled in it. So they're like <laughs> sitting in, let's say, the pity party or uh-huh. like the angry dance or uh-huh. whatever their MO is. So if someone has a certain kind of emotional meter where they're just stuck there, that's one of the reasons a lot of times we're fearful to feel because we see this person or that person right, that looks right. like an emotional wreck and there's also no resilience because they're just sitting in that mm, sort of like they're mm-hmm. you know they're just stuck in that so yep. part of it is like moving through so feeling through so the second step is with heart focus i feel and we're working with breath and so you're letting yourself if you imagine that your feelings are like fuel so you want to move the feelings mm emotion is energy in motion so we want to feel what's there instead of block or suppress which is what we tend to do when we're uncomfortable when we don't want to feel the fear when we don't want to feel the discomfort the anxiety the stress Mm -hmm. the ow that hurt me right we block yeah so The practice is letting yourself feel when that situation arises. So the first step is seeing, then you're with heart focus, I feel. We're working with breath, so you're letting the feelings arise. You're freeing up that energy that would otherwise be blocked, right? And you're also corralling it if it's kind of like all over the place, monsoon style. So Mm. you're sort of letting yourself feel it. You're starting to build... That connected currency, that wisdom, that currency of that vibrational wisdom. The third step is with heart knowing. So you're building trust. I free. So you're releasing. So you're actually moving through. It's an alchemical, energetic movement. It just starts to happen. It happens actually naturally. Like if you watch young children, and I'll use an example after I finish the four steps, but it's amazing how kids just do it naturally. We just get the head in the mix and we just block the system. You know, we don't let it do its thing. So with heart knowing, I free helps us to recalibrate, to repurpose that energy so as we feel through so we heal through so you feel let's say the pain or the ow and then with heart knowing I free and you release and you can repurpose pain as purpose Mm. you can repurpose fear as fuel it's so powerful it's so powerful (laughs) because it's all energy right everything is energy yeah it's all vibration and when we move it instead of block it Mm -hmm. we can repurpose it the last (laughs) step is with heart wisdom I flow so Mm -hmm. once you've released it and this all happens when you're really um, versed in it and like for me I'm used to it. So I can tell when I'm in flow or I'm out of flow. So boom, I just hand on heart. Boom. I just go through those four. It becomes very, it is innate. We've yeah. just lost program because we've gotten so programmed in our pain and our dysfunction and our automated mm-hmm. thinking and the should show and all the cray cray. So that last step flow with heart wisdom, my flow brings us back to flow, back to the natural rhythm. That is our native signature song. We all have one yeah. that rhythm when you can just sense it when you're in it, right? Oh, we God, I love when I'm in it we're not it's like boom shakalaka you've got this practical tool that you can just reset Mm -hmm. on the fly before a big presentation before a big conversation to start your day to wrap your day
0: i can attest everyone who's listening how powerful this is because i have had this experience live with jesse may but for so many people it's like avoiding uncomfortable emotions is their full-time job that's right and that is our culture it's like don't be sad don't be angry don't be this don't be that you know numb it shove it down pretend it's not there put on you know put a smile on your face and for people to be able to access uncomfortable emotions Mm, without judgment
1: that's right Yes, that's exactly
0: it. Is huge. It's
1: so huge. And the more we practice, the beauty is, the less those uncomfortable feelings arise because we get versed in move they yeah. let we let them move through. We don't have that resistance yeah. and then they become less frequent too because we start to build a resilience. But you're so right about the judgment. So what happens typically, so I was gonna reference a little kiddo example, but so let's just take an example of a child and then we'll do a similar version for an adult where they hold on. So a kid, let's say they're in a situation, right? So a little, you know, Susie is playing with her friends and she's having a moment she's in it with her vision I see she's having let's say she's having a great time so she's super excited. She's feeling really happy. So with her, you know, focus, I feel she's like feeling super elated and excited. And then she lets it go and she frees it and then she flows. And then the next thing you know, she might be right there in another cycle. And just as quickly, she might have a tantrum like 30 seconds later because like Lindsay took her Lindsay toy. Took her to- exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, you know, and then boom, she has a tantrum. So the tantrum is the feeling bit, right? So the toy is taken. Lindsay takes her toy. She feels the tantrum with her knowing I freeze. she frees it. And then she's back and flow, and she's giggling back in the happy zone within a two minute cycle. So little children, if you watch do this innately, we know how to do this. This Mm -hmm. is how the heart is wired. This is the natural source of our being. We have access to this intelligence. We know how to do it, what we do. So let's get back to the judgment and the adults. So let's say same scenario, right? Let's use an example in the workplace. So somebody wrongs us. We won't get into the deets, but somebody is like, you believe Every, they did that. Everyone like they, can relate right, to uh, that. Right? Exactly. <laughs>
0: insert your own story exactly. of being wronged.
1: <laughs> right? So I can't believe Susie did that. So Susie did that now, right? And instead of us being in connection with the feeling around it, so like, ow, oh, that hurt or the, because there's a discomfort. Like we said, we don't want to feel the ow, oh, the pain, the anxiety, the stress, whatever the discomfort is, we block it. It, and in so doing we end up getting on the horn so we'll be telling all of our co-workers we'll totally. be texting about it we'll yep. be writing about it we just we blast it out we turn it into a whole crazy thing and, and we amplify it because we didn't want to feel it so we put judgment to your point we judge it we keep we stay in the head trip we block the heart's power and the more we do that we harden our hearts and we block we block we block so those examples you were talking about about these sort of corporate executive women that are like I got this being all baller about it yeah. it's like actually you're much more ferocious when you lead with heart because there's a courage, there's a grace, there's a ferocity,
0: there's a vulnerability. And there's a resilience like you said. That's right. Yeah, That you can build. So it's okay
1: to have moments like look, I've had very public moments where I've totally had a moment of tears and it's okay. And then the next moment I'm laughing and I'm sharing because when you practice moving through the emotions they don't hold sway over you anymore. You're in charge. Yes. You can feel through them but then you can let them go and it's actually very safe and very healthy and it's dangerous if
0: we don't. Mm -hmm. Because that's what manifests as disease and all the other dysfunction. Yeah, seriously. Well, and also going back to the example of the child, part of the problem is that the parents, the adults intervene, yeah. and they don't want the kid to be upset. That's right. And so then they get angry with the kid for having a tantrum. <sighs> they get frustrated with the kid for having a that's tantrum. Right. And all they're trying to do is shut that down. That's right. And then that kid gets the message. <laughs> that's right. Don't
1: feel, right? Yeah, Children should this be a, seen in Exactly. It's, like it's not okay, it. it's not
0: okay. And then they start to turn that inward and the reinforces the blocked
1: emotion. The emotion emotional constipation that starts or ensues at a very young age because yeah. you're so right that they're not encouraging for the most part kids to be fully expressed.
0: Yeah. not know? Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I'm not a parent, mm-hmm. right. so, you know, no judgments, but yeah. I definitely, I see that a lot and yeah. I'm just like, Oh, they're sad.
1: It's well, okay. Well, that's it, And letting <laughs> children be who they are exactly. And mm-hmm. just letting them honor their feelings is a very healthy, safe way to, to be with children. Cause then it lets them feel seen so that they know even when they're feeling something that it's safe enough to feel so they don't have to block and harbor it because that's where sort of yeah. sets the early
0: cues up. Right. And that and that dysfunction begins. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And
1: then the automated thinking and the wiring that then guides things that keeps everything shut down because mm-hmm.
0: we're crafty. You know? Oh, we yeah. Are, we're, we're so we are, good. We, we are. We will adapt. We, we it's, adapt. I mean, it's amazing, yeah, it amazing how powerful we are. It is. And how adaptable we it are. It is. And yeah. So even you can use that to your benefit. Right.
1: Exactly. So when you really establish that you know, because we're that adaptable that you build a relationship between your head and your heart because most people don't have one. So that's a big part of what I like to share too, that it's like learning to let the heart lead, which seems very uncomfortable. And it is, it's totally disruptive yeah. to busy mind. Yeah. Busy mind's like, nah, I got this. Yeah. I'm in charge. It's like, well, that ego is a big old bully, yeah.
0: but really the ego just needs to come in for a big old hug. Is totally, what it is. totally. I tell my clients all the time, if you're feeling uncomfortable, that's a good sign. That's right. People right. say to me, but I feel uncomfortable yeah. or this feels, you know, I'm Nervous about this. I'm like, why is that bad? That's right. It's okay that you feel uncomfortable. You should feel uncomfortable if you're trying to do things differently. That's right. Like, if it feels totally easy and natural and comfortable, then you're doing the same thing you've always done. That's right. right. So, I'm always like, take the discomfort as a good sign. You're doing right. amazing. High five. That's so true.
1: <laughs> and that you're paying attention, even that. Just the, the actual paying attention to what one is feeling. Because yeah, that's, that's so. Huge. Just that alone, for yeah. anyone listening, I mean, just to start really tuning tuning in and listening to what you're feeling because mm-hmm. there's so much wisdom there.
0: I know. And we've really
1: been taught to block, suppress, play the I got this game, like we were saying, put yeah. the, you know, mask on it, like
0: everything's fine and that's dangerous. Yeah. Or you pick up your phone. That's right. Which is another mm-hmm. way that, you know, it's, it's a real checkout, checkout numbing agent. Oh. Now you don't have to deal with whatever you're feeling. That's yeah. Right. I think I've been trying to, I'm not super addicted to my phone. Right. I'd say on a scale of like one to 10, I'm like a... Uh, maybe like a five, okay. like a four or five. Okay. But that's because I make a very intentional effort. I don't allow, like there's no screens in my bedroom. Ugh. That's a rule. I turn my phone off at night. Like when I'm like, okay, it's I'm, it's time for me to start getting ready. Like I yeah. turn my phone off. Mm-hmm. I never have my ringer on because okay. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, But good. I, so I've like put these things in place. Great. You know, no notifications, Like because I'm just like, I don't, I don't need to see every time somebody that's likes cool. something on Instagram. All that's going to do is make me go to Instagram. Yeah. These, Beautiful. <laughs> they that's, know what they're, yeah. they know what they're doing with this technology. Um, but even still <laughs> we are so susceptible because so susceptible. we haven't
1: allowed ourselves and that's the beauty and I love what you're sharing because it becomes easier the more emotionally resilient we are to not be susceptible to everything else that tugs at us because yeah. to your point we're so easily distracted because we're We're not in touch with that anchoring, that rootedness, that power within, because when we're plugged into that, ain't nobody pulling our (laughs) attention.
0: It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. But sometimes I'm not, certainly not perfect in any Uh, way and certainly not this way, but sometimes I'll find myself, I'm like watching TV and then I'm like reflexively just picking up my right. phone and check something and I'm like why are you doing that how many different inputs do right. you need right right just turn one of them off That's you know right. but I guess I wonder since obviously heart rise is all about the heart it's yeah. all about love it's all about accessing the power of your heart and the mm-hmm. wisdom of your heart and do you have a lot of clients coming to you specifically looking to access that for romantic purposes
1: well I love that question <laughs> and I'm happy we're bringing that up because we've been moving more in the sort of corporate realm but what I will say and this is such a beautiful question because when I really began with heart rise and what I believe at the core of all of it in the heart of who we are is that we're relational beings. So I love to say connection is our greatest currency. We were just sharing about it a little bit before and the heart being the epicenter of that. I feel like every single relationship, be it love, be it a work relationship, be it a family dynamic, those relationships are at the core. So it yeah. starts with the relationship with self, you know, so we hear a lot about self love. And I think sometimes it gets confused in terms of doing, let's say a mani-pedi versus, like oh doing God. deep work you I know like about I'm not talking about like pampering <laughs> like I love all that I'm all about it exactly. but I'm talking about yeah. getting into the heartbeat of who you are so we want to really plug in first develop that relationship with self mm-hmm. that's what self-love looks like as far as I'm concerned and then with that then we can start to attract the love relationships the relational intelligence even when it comes to work dynamics and what kinds of professions or what kinds of environments we want to be in and what yeah. drives us and how to heal and mend even familial relationships I mean, I've been doing amazing work with even families. I mean, we've you know, now we're focused a little more in the corporate arena, but it is so applicable because the heartbeat of who we are is at the source of all relationships. So in terms of love, it's everything. And I used to do a lot more in the love domain. So maybe we'll get jamming on that because there's definitely a lot of room for it. And it's so powerful to call in love once we're in touch and in tune with our own heart wisdom because we're much clearer. So the vibes don't lie, I love to say. You know, you can feel it, so you know, you know, people use Used to, and actually, this is a funny story, but I used to do Thursday nights in Venice. I don't do weeklies anymore. I just don't have the bandwidth or the time and we're growing and we're, it's exciting, but I just, it's, it's a limited sort of, I don't have as much access as I did to reach people in that same way, but we're doing a lot more. So it's exciting. But that said, these Thursday nights, people would come before their Bumble, Tinder, Raya, whatnot, <laughs> you, what have you dates to a session to get open mm, yeah. and to get a tune and to get plugged in because instead of let's say going out and having a few cocktails liquid courage i'm not saying don't do that all about it if that's your gem it's yeah, not no mine judgments. personally no yeah. judgment mm-hmm. but it's about instead getting more in touch with what feels true because mm. if we've got other kinds of masks on when we're meeting someone or we're calling in love yes And then six months down the road when the honeymoon is over, it's like, what did I just get myself into, right? Because we're not in tune. So if we really make a conscious and a cognizant effort to be tuned to that sort of vibrational wisdom, then it really helps to discern and to know when someone feels right versus it seeming like it should be right or having a should
0: list you feel when you were with him like did you feel relaxed did you feel yourself did you feel seen did you feel it's one thing to feel excited and a little nervous that's one thing that's right but is there something else going on there right right. and like is that how you want to feel Mm That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah.
1: And, and I love that. And the vibes are so, such a powerful indicator, you know, and you can really pick up on that when we're attuned and that has to come with a quieter mind. And that's why the practice is so powerful because it really helps us get out of our head and into our heart. So you can be reading the vibes versus reading what the judgments and the yes. head trip and all those.
0: It'll tell you so much. It will tell you all kinds. It will,
1: exactly. <laughs> exactly. And actually that, that, you know, it brought up for me as I was sharing that when I first began coaching. Many moons ago, and sort of in the earlier days of HeartRise, what I remember people asking this was like back in the Skype day, you know, I don't even know if people use Skype anymore, maybe, but (laughs) it was early days. And I would do calls as well where it was a lot of phone and voice. And I do so much with my voice, like we were talking about, which is a vehicle, which is sound. And so I had people that would ask, is it as powerful with a call as it is in person? And I used to say, as powerful, if not sometimes more so, because you're just purely attuning to Mm. the the vibrational wisdom and the sound versus all of the other physical cues and all the programming, we don't realize how automated we are in our judgments and our thinking and the programming that we pick up on when with someone, I mean, you can get a lot of other information when you're in person with someone, but when you're just purely attuned to the voice, Mm. which is why even for anyone who's doing any online dating, I always recommend don't meet before you've jumped on a call, feel the vibes of their voice before you actually engage any further.
0: Hmm, That's so interesting. That Inspires me to actually try doing a sound bath uh-huh. over over the phone or like over video. Oh yeah! I wonder how that would go. Very yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's <laughs> right.
1: Well, that's it because the vibes and you mm. channel the energy, right? It's just the vibes. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Ooh, this uh-huh. is exciting!
0: <laughs> snap, snap. Thanks well for download. that, Jesse Mae. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. <laughs> So I have one, well, I have two final questions for you. So the first is I want you to tell the audience, like, how can they experience HeartRise? Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, the method is very accessible and we're bringing it now online in a much bigger way. So we're, I I won't say quite what we're rolling up for 2020, but we have something pretty exciting coming. So we do. And I also have a bunch of really yummy holiday offers that are HeartRise shareable audio access. So for anyone who, as we approach the holidays, it can be really challenging relationally. Absolutely in so many ways yeah. if you're in a love relationship if you're not family dynamics you know all of it can really bring up a lot for a lot of people so we've got a lot of good prescriptive medicine coming to you cuz it really is medicine it's heartrise medicine so that's a lot of the digital access is coming to you so heartrisemovement.com is where the site lives and we've got a lot that we're going to be rolling out through that so keep tuned on that the other thing i'll say is if anyone has a community or group particularly we're working with corporate but we do go in and work with schools i work with so many different organizations I do a lot with love relational groups. I work with a lot of people as bright lights like you who have groups and have communities. So if you've got a group and you want to bring in a little heart race session or a little evening or a soiree, dial it in. I'm like, you know, yeah. my nickname is Mama Fuego. I love to bring the <laughs> fuego when I can. So I'm all about that. And then there's so many other beautiful ways. I have a podcast too, High on Heart. So yes. that's weekly. I share different themes all around the heart and the power and the presence. And there's so much more on the site, but I would say those are the prime ones. And the last okay. thing is there's a monthly trial connect too which is a beautiful way to connect and it's actually like for those of long time heart risers and new both the same but it's sort of like a reunion I feel like people come together and it's brave heart leaders we tend to call in a lot of entrepreneurs leaders creatives people who are powerhouses and who are wanting to leave in a brave heart way so Mm -hmm. if you're feeling called and you're craving community bring it on home because we have this monthly gathering it's a workshop online and it's a beautiful way to really anchor each month is themed I do a guided heart rise experience we practice the method together and Mm -hmm. we commune and people from all over the world and it's not too massive that you feel like you're in in this big soup of who are all these people but yeah. I really create a safe cozy space oh beautiful and lots
0: of events too so Soho yeah. House we do stuff all over town so yeah. check it out okay well of course I'll link to everything in the Amazing. show notes so people can connect and find out where you are and, and how to and how to have this experience and we'll offer a
1: free one too I'll happily give a little med to uh,
0: oh yeah, yeah! thank you yeah, thank you listeners. so much um, and then my final question for you and I ask I always ask my guests this question and that is if you had a bullhorn Mm -hmm. loud enough for the whole world to hear yeah and you could send out one message about love Mm
1: -hmm. what would it be i would really say that it's about
0: trusting and trusting that your
1: heart knows the way and really keeping it simple because when we trust our heart knows the way it will lead us in every relational way that love is guiding us because love is intelligent love is wise and when we attune to that heart wisdom it will always lead us in the right direction
0: Amazing. Thank you so much, Jesse. It's oh, such
1: a pleasure. Thank this you. So you are such awesome. a bright light. I oh love you. I'm goodness, feeling your vibes. You are, you are oh, go such on. <laughs> a beautiful bright heart. No, oh. you are. And I'm excited. So thank, thank you for you. having me on. Thank it was you a real so much. treat.
0: <laughs> and there you have it my conversation with Jessie May. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as I did. Trust me when I say that she is such a beautiful light and please be sure to check the show notes for all links to Jessie May and to Heart Rise and to find out how you can experience Heart Rise live and in person or online because that is also an option. And so there's lots of great things in the Heart Rise world that you should definitely stay connected to. And you can also stay connected to me. I am at Dear Franny on all social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter on all the places you can also stay in touch with the podcast at Dear Franny Podcast on Instagram and Facebook if you are enjoying the show and I hope that you are please take the time to rate it and review it to share it just text a link with the, any episode that really speaks to you with your friends to your friends your social media I would be so very grateful and I love hearing from you guys so please reach out and let me know if you're enjoying the show and what you're enjoying and the kinds of conversations you'd like to hear more of because I am I'm I love doing the show and I want to make sure that I am reaching the people who really need to hear these conversations and I want to make sure that you're getting a lot of value out of them. So that is my goal and I really, really, really appreciate you wherever you are in the world. I don't take for granted that your time is precious and you are spending some of it with me and I'm very honored by that and I thank you and I hope you have a beautiful day. Until next time.